Like your mother, it's been previously loved and paid for by a couple of guys. Well, I guess this means you cleared your debts, huh? No. I've added this to my debt. Oh, mamma mia. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Yeah, let's show started. Hey, everybody. Coming at you this week, it's Jared and Paul back with another episode <laughs> okay <laughs> we do actually never say our names uh in the episode uh, no but for chub step names i'm jay rad this is steed uh steed like the horse palomino like the horse that's what they call me that's what they call you and okay so steed uh no guests this time so we got a lot of stuff to get to we do we've got some backlog um, yeah, backlog stuff we've got stuff we got to clear up from former episodes okay why don't you start really? with that what do you have to clear up what'd you get on your psychopath test oh shit i had i don't have those results anymore uh, oh no yeah yeah i remember i i like refresh my thing and i get rid of it so let me do it again not right now but uh all right i, I will put that on my list for next okay I'll, I'll make sure what, what was it was it high I remember feeling like I wanted to take it again as well. You wanted to take it again. Where'd Jerry go? Hello? Jared? Jared, can you hear me? Jared? Um, well, it looks like I'll be doing this podcast alone. Um, today we're going to be talking about, uh, how to grow your own crops, uh, start to finish. So basically what you want to do is, um, first thing you need is a seed and some soil. Okay. And, what were you talking oh, about? Jay's back. My internet, my internet went out. What were you talking about? Some, I, I was, uh, I thought you were gone for good and I was taken over and I was going to teach people how to grow crops. Well, you okay. were gone. <laughs> what kind of crops? Uh, we hadn't gotten there. We were starting from the beginning. Okay. Uh, crop. Here's a chub history uh, that I just recently found out. Um, talking about cash crops. Oh, corn. Uh, this is now. This is a mini. Ch- I'm actually going to get an actual chub history potentially later in the episode. I have one ready, but uh, I didn't realize this at the time. Uh, but apparently, the Revolutionary War is a big deal to Americans. Uh, not a big deal to the British. Like apparently they never even. Apparently they're like about, never. Even, I don't care about that. No, no. But I'm, I'm. So they like don't even teach it a lot of times in school. Well, yeah, because they lost. They lost. <laughs> but I didn't realize that the English didn't think it was that big of a deal to lose America because the money they were making from America was like tobacco was their cash crop. Ah. But their colonies in like Jamaica and Antigua, Barbados, those sort of things made like a ton, ton more money. 
than the much bigger colonies in America. But, you know, they were doing like rum and sugarcane and all that kind of stuff in, in molasses and stuff in uh, the Caribbean and America was like tobacco. And so uh, they didn't really, they were like, hey, you know, America, that's fine. That's not a big loss. If we would have lost the Caribbean, that would have been really bad. So <laughs> in my mind, I was like thinking, oh, this is the end of the world. Anyway, there's a lot of interesting stuff I recently learned, but one of it feeds into the strabismary coming up later. Uh, but Steed, let's get on to the next thing. What's what's something else you want to get to here? Um, we got a Jetty Boy card we got to revoke. Oh, who's that? It's the guy who drove into Bill's running back. Nike oh, Lions I saw and this. broke yeah. his knee so bad that he's out for the season. I wish there would have been like, cause I'm very, I saw the same headline you saw. So yeah, Bill's running back, Naheem Hines. I think he was formerly a Indianapolis Colt. He was a Colt. Yeah. yeah so he got injured in the, somehow he got hit. In the water, yeah, he was, he was stationary. Yeah, some so somebody ran into some him. Patriots fan. Yeah, or you know, it could be anybody in the AFC at this point. Exactly, everybody. Bills are top dogs. Yeah, yeah, they just go full speed, hit Naheem. They see him, they're like, "That's Naheem Hines. I'm doing this one for my yeah. team." Drove right into him. Yeah, I. So how did he hurt his? I'm wondering how he hurt his knee. Like, in what scenario was he? Okay, so he's he's parallel, right? Oh, is he's he like floating on his back? He's on a jet ski. He's on his own jet ski. Oh, I, I missed that part. So he was on his own jet ski. I thought he was like floating in the water or something. I think that would have been more of like a face injury. That's what I thought. That's why I thought it was weird. Okay, so that makes like, sense. Wow, he jumped all the way out of the water. Yeah, yeah. I was like, maybe he was laying on his back and the, he didn't see the guy right over him. You know, he's just like <laughs> relaxing, floating on his back. and No, so, you, much easier to see than that. Yes, okay. So that's why I think it was deliberate. So he crashed into another jet ski. No, no, no. Naheem, he was stationary. Oh, Just yeah. He lounging was, he was, on the he water. Lounging on the I'm not even supposed to be on the jet ski. Yeah. You know, it's in my contract. Oh. Some, some guy comes and just rams into him. Yeah, that sucks. That uh, sucks big time. That's pretty unlucky. The weird thing about jet skis for those that don't, ride them often as me and steed are both certified <clears throat> jetty boys is that uh unlike a boat or a car uh for a jet ski to turn you actually have to accelerate you have to turn and actually press the gas press the accelerator to get it to turn if you're just like if you let go of the accelerator and turn the jet ski it just keeps going straight so i could yeah. see somebody that's inexperienced you're getting too close to somebody you just turn the thing and it keeps going. You're like, what the fuck? I your, need to your stop. instinct is not to like accelerate more, right? It's not to yeah. like present. So it's very easy to hurt somebody if you don't know what you're doing. But if you know what you're doing, it's like you should never be close to hitting somebody. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, like when you got really close two weeks ago and sprayed your wife down with water. Yeah, I, <laughs> I almost uh, results. We were almost talking about how to go through a divorce this week. Yeah, um, I uh, after that one. We, were, we had stayed around the river. Uh, my wife was on the boat and I pulled up in the jet ski and I came in a little hot. And I knew the only <laughs> way to avoid this was to basically turn the jet ski and accelerate, kind of like what this guy should have done with Naheem Hines. The result was a big wave of water shot onto the boat. Um, <laughs> directly, directly, of wife. course, only a- <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, so that did not turn out well uh yeah i, guess I thought it bit, was funny but i'll say that. it was on video and people did say it looked badass so <laughs> that is the one positive part of it but the negative part was the actual fact that it got her wet 
Um, okay, so yeah, I think I agree, Steve. I think we can revoke his uh, his Jetty Boy card. Not certified. It's gone. It's yeah. gone. Yeah. Sad. Very sad day. Actually, speaking of jet skis, let's keep it on the thing. My dad has been trying to sell this jet ski. Bing I bang. told you this uh, the story the other day. Oh yeah. So he's been trying to sell these. We've got a couple of these old '90s ones, and uh, he's listing them for two two jet skis and the trailer for four thousand dollars. And these are one of them. Engines was just rebuilt. This is not. These are not. They're they're fine jet skis. They, they work. run well. They work. So this guy, some random guy named uh we'll just keep his name out of this he messages my dad and on so my dad's only on facebook marketplace the guy messages my dad and says you actually think well he's actually he said you actually think so he doesn't even spell this right but he says you actually think that 30 year old pile of shit actually has value don't you so <laughs> again didn't make an offer on it but just decides he's to just, just trash troll my dad just trolling my dad sends this thing so my dad is like who the hell is this guy <laughs> yeah. Who knows this guy that just sends this ridiculous message? I've talked about how ridiculous it is to sell things on marketplaces. Uh, it's just you get the most insane people, especially when I was selling my old BMW SUV, the type of scary people that would message me holding like having guns in their profile picture and stuff like that. It was ridiculous. So this is so my dad's like, who is this guy? So he clicks on his uh on his profile. This guy is an, a welder. Um, he says it says he's listed in an open relationship. So his picture, he has a uh, he, he looks around our age, so maybe around thirty ish. He has a chin strap, and mm. his cover photo behind his profile picture is a, I would say a ninety like a later nineties red Mustang with the paint peeling off. So a lot of times, older red cars, for whatever reason. Red seems to be the color that really gets melted by the sun. If you've ever seen like a car with peeling paint, like 90% of the time, it's a red car. Well, I don't know if it was those certain years. Only idiots buy red cars. I, and only idiots can't afford a new car. So they got to keep <laughs> the red one going. Well, I can't. I mean, I've never bought a new car, Steve. So I would consider myself an idiot, but I've also never bought a red car. So he has the paint so peeling off here. So uh, my, dad, <laughs> my dad says to me, here's what my mom's response was and what she wanted him to respond with. Of course, my dad didn't respond to this because the only thing that would happen from responding to this guy is he comes and hunts you down and kills you. <laughs> uh, and then he'd be featured on a future true crime episode of Chub Step. But my mom wanted him to respond with this. He wanted to respond with a picture of his profile, a picture of his car, and a picture of the jet skis my dad is selling and say, which 30-year-old piece of shit are you talking about? <laughs> i wish i wish he would oh my god that guy would have so just funny. cried he I, probably would have like that might have changed his whole life around but anybody that's this psycho to like just message somebody that aggressively like they've got probably too much time on their hands and i don't think know how to uh, yeah but them. they're like doing it on the internet oh pretty for anonymously sure. for sure for sure there's just always the risk it's like this is the reason i don't honk at people unless it's like where they're about to hit me in a car um when i'm driving because i'm always worried like yeah maybe they'll do nothing and they'll actually realize that they're being an idiot or they might just have like a gun or a weapon on them and like turn on me for road rage i, I honk at people i honk at people and i flip them off too oh man i love flipping people off oh my when they God. like do you know pull out in front of me or like 
I don't know, do dumbass shit. And then I'll I'll drive past and just like turn my head like cartoonishly to the side and then like look <laughs> into their window. Like I'm like, who, who the fuck could possibly be driving? Yes. This? Normally yes. it's like a 90 year old man and he doesn't know what's going on. Yes. All right. Uh, well, there you go. That was that's the those are all the jet ski updates people are going to get for today. Yeah, I got six more, but I'll do them next week. Okay. <laughs> okay good. Uh, all right. See, what's up that you want to get it to? Jay, uh, so I was playing a video game the other day, and I ran into something that bugs me like crazy in like video games and movies, and I guess all media. So you're like, you've got your hero main character guy, right? Sure. And let's let's say a movie. Let's say it's James Bond. And James Bond is like doing his spy work. And then he runs into a guy who's like the bad guy. And he's like a terrorist who's like, I'm going to blow up London, the whole okay. thing. I'm going to yep. blow up London, the whole thing. And then he like somehow gets James Bond. And then he's like, got a gun right there. Yep. And he doesn't kill James Bond. Like yeah. immediately. Oh, he's not immediately cool. like, who's this cop in my house? And they don't kill him. I like that. It pisses me off so much. They always do the like, I'm going to tell you the whole plot of what I was going to do. Then I'm going to set up some sort of device or leave it to somebody else to kill yeah. you. You two. Uh, so that you two yeah. random guys. You two guys that, that haven't been in the movie the whole time. Uh, you kill them. I'm going to step out because I can't handle this. Right. I got a plane to catch right now. Yeah. My now, plane is leaving now. I exactly. got to go. Now, <laughs> now, some would argue, if for those who have seen The Wire, things like that. Uh, the guys that are a lot of times in charge like to stay at least one degree of separation away so that you're if something were implicated, London. you're trying yeah, to no, blow yeah, London it's, up. It's a, it's a good point. It's a good point. But a lot of these times, you know, like a drug dealer might never actually handle drugs, right? He gets like th- two people in between them that are like actually handling the day to day drugs. They're just like doing all the operations. Okay. Well, show. you can't be like, hey, uh, Gustav, shoot him right now. I want to watch. Yeah, no, they could. And they then could. meanwhile, Gustav's like dropping his gun and yeah. shit. And you're like, all right, get me another guy in here. Good thing yeah. I checked before I went to go catch my plane. Exactly. You know, I completely agree. Yeah, like uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Game, uh, you yeah. know, very popular in our community right now. Yeah. You are like two seconds into the game, you meet like this big badass guy. And he's just like, all right, well, I'm not going to fight you. I'm just going to leave. And I'm like, what? Yeah. This guy could have kicked my ass. He could have just killed me. Yeah. Like right there. Cut, cut no. my head off. And I'm like, this is so dumb. Like, Because then like, I'm like, what is, I get it. You want like in movies and TV and games, you want like the hero guy to meet like the villain guy. Yes. So, but like, there's got to be another way of like writing in like shows and movies where you can have them meet without it being like, oh my god, that somebody has a clear upper hand and they could have ended the whole thing right then and there. But instead, let's let you know maybe London doesn't get blown up, but like I don't know, Birmingham gets blown up yes. instead. Not yeah. as big of a deal, but instead of like ending and shooting the guy, whatever, two months ago, now you got to lose Birmingham. Let's pick a different uh, English 
town than Birmingham, but I know I know what you mean. I know another. I don't know. I don't know English towns. Can- Canterbury. Okay, here we go. <laughs> uh, but Where's yeah, Birmingham? Was... Is that in London? No, it's it's northwest of uh, of London. What's your problem with blowing up Birmingham? That's like the one place where I have friends. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> That's where I was just visiting not too long ago. Uh, so, like, yeah, anywhere else would be preferred. Um, All right. But uh, yeah, see, I know what you're talking about. It's an, it's so annoying. It's one of those things that like there's certain movie things they just feel like they have to do every time. They have to build it up. We're like, that's so unrealistic to the real life scenario. Yeah, just have them that call each other or something. To me. Yeah. Like yeah. that, I, I get that. It's like, hey, quit fucking with my plants. No, dick. And then, eh, and then they're like, yeah. all right, this is my enemy. Yep. I don't yeah. know. It bugs me. Yeah, it gets to me on the inside. Oh, no. So, uh, Steve, this is actually, I have a perfect transition, bing bong here, oh. uh, to something that really bothered me in a TV show that I watched uh, actually last night. Bing bong. I'm going to share a, I'm going to tell you a little scenario, I guess, actually. So this is from the show The Bear. Have you ever seen The Bear? Um, No, I don't think cooking is like that intense. Uh, I think I think there actually is parts in the world and part of certain restaurants where it is that intense. I actually want to have uh, Chef Jeff Chef back on the show. Uh, he was on the show a while ago talking about kind of how realistic certain scenarios are. I, to me, that Steve, that I agree with you. I don't like that sort of thing because it, it, it basically for those who know the bear, it's basically about a uh, a restaurant in Chicago. This is on, it's on the second season right now. The, the, it used to be like a beef shack and now it is turned into a fine dining restaurant. They re- renovated it. It's a fine dining restaurant now. And yeah, it's super intense. It just seems like the most stressful thing in the world. It doesn't like, to me, it like bothers me so much. Cause I'm like, this to me takes all the joy out of cooking. This is like. Yeah. I like it. to, you know, make a steak. I, I smell my ingredients and I'm like, yeah. Ooh, let me mix it up. Mama me. And then yeah, I yeah. like. There, I made myself some nice food, and they're always in the kitchen, like, I need, I need the scouts. Everybody's like yelling Fuck at each other. Fuck them, you son of a bitch. Like, what the fuck? You know how long it takes to make each dish, you know the ingredients. Well, like, I think it's it a lot just, more top. They just they're the doing like a million going things on in there. once. It seems, insane. yeah, but chill. Um, There's yeah. got to be a way to streamline it. McDonald's <laughs> does it. They get your fucking food in like two minutes by the time I, you're at the window. Yeah, that's what I said. I, I want to talk more to, to Chef Jeff about this. So uh, here's something that, so in this, in the finale, and this doesn't really ruin anything, but the main guy, Carm, Carmi, he gets locked in a walk-in uh, fridge. Not a freezer? Is it? I think There's it's a walk-in fridge. I think There's it's a walk-in both. fridge. I'm pretty sure it's a walk-in at the bagel fridge. store. We had a walk-in fridge, and it was chilly in there. So you know, yeah, this is a like walk-in. I'm, I'm like 90 percent sure this is a walk-in fridge. So he gets locked in this. What happens is he walks in. Somebody is like supposed to un- like somebody opens it in from the like basically once he's in there, he's like, hey, I'm in here. Um, can somebody help me out? And uh, somebody pulls on the handle, and the handle breaks off. Ooh. Just the end of the handle lash. So I'm going to show you that I took a picture last night. I was watching this because I was like this whole. So like over half of this episode, maybe two thirds of this episode, he's stuck in this walk in fridge. And like that, the whole concept is like, what is the restaurant going to do with him 
locked in this fridge. And you just got to be like, get the orders. No, no, you can't hear him really. He's not somebody oh. else. You know, has to, it's the basis. He's like, oh, what, somebody's what got to step scenario? up. Yeah. So, oh. so I'm going to share with you right now the picture, and you tell me what is I've, wrong. I've I've been in a walk-in fridge before. There's always a release button on the inside that opens yeah. the thing. <laughs> so, so what else are you noticing? So this is so at at some point they get oh, a saza and they cut it out. What what do you know it is seen as? Maybe what would be an easier solution? What could have taken yeah, maybe thirty just seconds? Pull on, pull on it. Well, so the, this handle part is broken here, so you can't pull on it. Which part? So, okay, if we're looking here, this is the part that's on the outside of the door. This is the part that's on the door. We're on YouTube for those on YouTube right now. I'm walking through this, right? I'll show you a a walk it. So yeah. So, so what would you there's do? a button on it still. That's going to release the thing. Yes. Okay. For, yeah. So, so of course, yes, I did some research. I've never been in a walk-in fridge and uh, I did also see that everyone is designed with a push button to, to uh, you know, to allow you to get out. To like latch easy. the door. Yes. But Steve, let's say, let's even pretend that latch was broken, right? Let's say all the latches are broken. What other way would you maybe remove this latch? The, oh, those screws. Oh, you mean the like, Six screws that are Phillips <laughs> screws that are holding on this latch right here. Very common, number two. <laughs> yes, right here. All you'd have to do here. Here's the easiest way. There's three screws right here. There's a guy that they have. They've got tools at the place because you see a guy with a screwdriver earlier in, in the episodes. <laughs> you would literally take off these three screws, and this door would just push right open. <laughs> oh god. So now this guy's got a sawzall here, and I'm I've used a sawzall in metal before. It's a sawzall. You're saying uh, Saza? Sazal. What'd you say? Saza? No, I didn't say Saza. It's my Chicago accent. You said Saza. Saza. We'll play back the, the tape. But somebody's anyway, gonna somebody's Sazal. gonna hit the back button. And um reciprocating saw. How about that, Steve? That works too. Okay. And uh so I've used these before on metal. It does not spark up as much as as this. Uh this is no. more like if you were using like a diamond blade on a circular saw or something. Or like yeah, a roto zip, they These, barely spark. Yeah, why is he cutting spark. it like it through the door too, and yeah. not just the hinge? <laughs> That's what makes no. So this is so this is what this bothered me so much. You know, like my <laughs> wife watched, some stuff. Some stuff. Amy is watching this, like you know, not she doesn't think it's a big deal until I start pointing this out. How stupid this is! <laughs> but the whole concept of like the fact that and he's in there for keep in mind he's in there for it seems like maybe a couple hours. He is stuck in the thing, and so people aren't letting chilly. him out. There's an air problem. There would be an air problem at some point. He'd be freezing in there. And nobody's like rushing to get him out. They really don't try anything. Well, they easily could have just gotten a screwdriver to get this out. So like the whole concept, like I get what they were trying to do with the episode because they wanted to see like what happens in the scenario. But the, it, it's so the way they did it was so stupid because there's such an easy way to get somebody out of that. I I was just stuck on that stupid fact. And I couldn't enjoy the finale. And I thought it was, it really like ruined that last episode for me. Because I'm like, this is so, because this is a problem when you get somebody that like a lot of creative people that write shows are not a lot of times techie people or people that are good with um, fixing things. Right. It's a very different mindset. Right. Yeah. They're like, all right, he's stuck in the freezer. How do you get stuck in the freezer? Handle doesn't work. Okay. We'll, We'll just break the handle off. Yeah. Yeah, people but like people that have used a door before. Are like, yeah. no, yeah, anybody that's used a screwdriver knows this is this this is not how this works. So you gotta uh, like melt it or something. 
<laughs> yeah, and like exactly. somebody somebody comes by and welds it shut on accident, and he's like, "Hey, I thought you wanted this welded shut," and he's like, "You know, a Chicago guy." Yeah, and that happens sometimes. Just get him some other scenario where he has to leave or he's stuck somewhere else. Because this scenario, yeah, his car broke down. Sense. Car broke down. He's uh, stuck go. in a bad neighborhood. He gets carjacked. He's yeah. I don't know. Whatever it is, they should have been something else. Cer- serial killer got him and put him in the lake. <laughs> yeah, there's still God. a serial killer. Going I know there's still a serial cares. killer running around. I know. I care. I care. So oh yeah, because he's rant, gonna murder. Uh, also something that that yeah, I know. I'm in the demographic, so. <laughs> <laughs> that was what I did. Uh, Steve, was there something else you want to get to here? No, uh, why don't we jump into your chub history if you want? Oh, okay. Yeah, we can do my chub history. Blood alone moves the wheels of history. Have you ever asked yourselves in an hour of meditation, which everyone finds during the day, how long we have been striving for greatness? Something. Just want to watch the world burn. America is the richest, most powerful nation on earth. If America was a woman, America would be a big titty woman. And everybody loves a big titty woman. In less than an hour, aircraft from here will join others from around the world. And you will be launching the largest aerial battle in the history of mankind. Ladies and gentlemen, job history. Please clap. I am talking about, of course, the most deadliest lacrosse game in the history. Oh, no. Yes. U.S. versus Japan, 2006. Uh, no, we're going to go a little further back to 1763. Oh, um, when the Iranians kidnapped those guys at the Olympics. <laughs> it was, a little, again, a little bit before that. I think that was in the 80s. <laughs> Okay, so there was a so the Native Americans. Uh, for those that don't know, I am part Cherokee, uh, enough to uh, be fully qualified in telling you all this information that I looked up right before the show. Um, and actually, this had nothing to do with the Cherokee tribe, uh, but the uh, the Ojibwa and Sauk tribes. You're looking this up, Steve. As I'm yeah. talking here, yeah. Oh, of okay. course. So, what do you exactly. think I do? What What do you think the people here like? My keyboard just <laughs> exactly. So here's what it is: 1763. This is in northern Michigan. This is going on. Uh, pure Michigan. This uh, the theme of the game was pure Michigan. So this is in Fort, and this is a tough name for me to say. Fort Michi Lily Mackinac. That's the name of the fort. Uh, in Mackinac Mac. City, yeah, they were playing a game called Bagatoy, and that was an early version of lacrosse, what later formed into uh, lacrosse. So <clears throat> they actually still do reenactments of this game every Memorial Day. Now we can get into the if that's an okay thing to do because this this uh, lacrosse game Bagatoy game. Uh, led to a lot of people dying. So maybe this isn't the best thing to to reenact. Uh, but anyway, we'll get to actually what happened here. So <laughs> to give you a little background, there was a something called the Treaty of Easton, uh, which basically, this is again before America was a thing, right? 1776 was a Declaration of Independence. This is before that. So, so this, this was the British. British people. These are British people. We're going to yes. blame the British for this massacre. This is definitely the, the British's fault. So and uh, they basically had this treaty of Easton with the natives in the area. They said they wouldn't go west of the Allegheny Ridge, 
uh, leaving that area to the natives. They kept breaking that promise and they kept basically just doing whatever they wanted. So the Pontiacs, which were kind of the groups in the area, uh, rebelled. They ended up taking eight British forts uh, in total. So they would do different things to, you know, they'd siege it. They do different things. They'd, a lot of people were dying. A lot of British people were dying. But they always would leave the French settlers that were still there because some of that area was actually controlled by the French before the French and Indian War. And they were chill. Uh, so anyway, and they were chill. So the French were chill with the, with the natives at that time. Uh, but the British, the, the natives hated because they kept breaking promises, doing all this stuff. So uh, in, in June 4th, 1763, so, you know, long time ago, but actually only about a month or so ago from this time, <laughs> um, they asked the, yeah, the Ojibwe, how did you say it, Steve? Ojibwe. Ojibwe and the Sox uh, were doing a little rival lacrosse match here. And a Bagatui match. I'm just going to say lacrosse because it's basically. Yeah, that's, that's okay. Yeah. Okay. It so they're doing a little rival match and they said, hey, uh, soldiers of uh, Fort, soldiers of the Fort, would you like to check out our game? We're going to do it in the honor of King George III. We love the king. King oh, there. Let's nice. honor that guy. That's, no, they're nice guys. Yeah. So they, they're saying. So we... All right, guys. It looks like Jared's internet has gone out again. So we're going to get back into a little bit of uh, seed talk while he's gone. Uh, so where we left off last time uh, that his internet went down, um, we were talking about the ingredients. Uh you need a soil and some seed. Uh, preferably, if you've got land um, over an acre, you want or you're going to want to bring that outside. But if you don't have an acre of land, you can bring a small portion of that soil into your home, and you can even grow a plant inside. Um, it doesn't only have to be outside. Okay. Jared. I'm back, Steve. Where, 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 I know you're going back to your crop thing. Where, where did I leave off? My uh, King James. Whatever. In honor of King James. Okay, so this is in honor of King James. Uh, God. Thank you for keeping, keeping people interested. With I got to keep them, you just, know, I got to fill the white noise. I got to fill the white noise. I could have edited it out, but yeah. Maybe no, we'll you will. The crop stuff in there. Maybe I will. So uh, <laughs> they do this game in honor of King James, or King George, sorry. They're like, hey, we're going to do this game in honor of King George. The British guys in the fort are like, hey, what are we going to do? Just look out over the walls anyway? Sure, we'll watch your game, right? We'll, we'll enjoy this. They're like, oh, King James, that's sick, guys. Yeah. Jeez. So <laughs> uh, the they, now they, the British soldiers have been warned that there had been a lot of activity in the area with the Native Americans. And that, like they were not of, happy with of them. them. like taking over the forts and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But these guys are like. But it's bullshit. You know, they wouldn't do that. You know, that's not going to happen. These are nice they, guys. These are nice guys. They just, they just want to play lacrosse, right? Yeah. So um, as the game begins, they're playing. I, I'm not getting any. So are they doing guys. this in the fort or out? This of is the right fort? outside the fort next to the walls. Okay. Okay. So uh, they, uh, I never get score updates. There's no score updates. People weren't, I don't know if they were keeping stats or anything like that. I wasn't, I don't know how many people were playing. I'm not sure the overall score, what was going on, who won. But they kept doing the thing where they kept uh, accidentally throwing it over the uh, the wall, like the uh, ball. The ball, yes. The ball kept being accidentally thrown over the, uh, the you know the fort walls. Yeah, as they were doing it, 
you know, so then at first the soldiers kept throwing it back, throwing it back. And then uh, a bit later, they do it again. They're just like, hey, dude, I'm sick of grabbing this. You just go grab it. So they said, so they opened the gate. So they opened the gate. They allowed a guy to go in. (laughs) It's kind of like when you're at the beach and you're throwing around the football and you purposely overthrow it to a group of girls that's laying down on a towel. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, oh, hey, I'm so sorry. Oh, sorry. What's your name, by the way? My bad. What's your number? Uh, yeah. Uh, these? Oh, no. These are just my abs. Yeah. <laughs> you can touch if you want. Yeah. yeah, no biggie. No biggie. So it was kind of like one of those scenarios, but a little more, I would say even more DVS in this scenario. So uh, they throw it over. They allow this guy to come in at the same time. And then they kind of keep playing the game. I think they got extra balls at this point. But um, the women that were in the crowd, the Native American women that were in the crowd, had these big poncho kind of the blanket poncho things on. It was June, so it was pretty hot. Uh, but they were in this anyway. Nobody really seemed to uh, to point that out. But all of a sudden, as this guy's in there, all the commotion's going on. They take off their big blankets, and they've got weapons just like dashed underneath their things. So they got tomahawks and knives and stuff like that, and they start handing them to the guys playing the game. We're now no longer athletes, they're warriors. <laughs> the oh. guy's attacking. And now they've got a guy on the inside that has the gate open and they end up taking over uh, the fort. And Man, uh, you got to be feeling pretty dumb <laughs> after, you're, after you get duped like that. Yeah, yes. So uh, they killed I... all the commanders. Uh, oh. They did leave the French settlers alone again. But they said at least 27 Englishmen were killed and then a ton, like another dozen or so, were held captive. How do you tell between area. French and English people? Because um, if I start going, I would, my assumption would be the French people were smoking cigarettes or they all had <laughs> oh, uh, that's, berets. That's probably too. They all had berets yeah, they're on. true, yeah. <laughs> Whoever had beret on was good. If you didn't, you were, you were donezo. So, right, those uh, guys with cigarettes, leave them. Yeah, I, you know, Everyone in my mind, dies. I'm picturing like the uh, in the movie scenario where you've got the guy that's got the big trench coat and he opens it up and it just full of the guns on each side. Yeah. That's what I'm picturing these ladies had. They were just like, oh, so these are they open it up, just filled with the weapon. Oh man, grab one of these, sick. pop in here. Um, it, so it does seem to me like they may have been focused on something else. Yeah, um, I found this random quote about the major. <laughs> okay. So the major, he's the comet major George Etherington. He's the commandant yep. of this fort. So he's like the fort leader. Yeah, he's, and yeah. He's he's watching the game on the sidelines, apparently, um, outside the fort. And this says he should have seen the danger signs in this contest of sweaty, half-naked bodies painted with white clay and charcoal. So. Maybe he was a little distracted by all these hard bods running I around. see. He's just I watching, see. and he's like, "Yeah, damn, these guys are ripped." Okay, maybe this guy enjoyed a nice male figure. Yeah, and he was, the you know, he, so they knew that you know this is the kind of thing that could get him a little, a little distracted. You guys do what you want, play your games, you know, wherever you want. <laughs> he's got like lemonade with the umbrella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's taking it out. Like, Mr. Addington. So he, uh, <laughs> yeah, he could have been that. They could have gotten him. He he probably felt extra dumb. Like, oh god, damn it. Yeah, I know, I know. So uh, anyway, that was a little thing. Uh, Northern Michigan, pure Michigan, deadliest lacrosse game to date. Damn, 
Well, I would say I feel bad for the British guys, but I don't. That's one of the trickiest fort takeovers. Uh, I mean, you got like the Trojan horse guys. It's yes, yes. You know, I I don't remember any other big trickery ones. Uh, it's a good. There might there's probably ones we don't know about, other ones in history. But I like this. How many of them involve sports? Right, very few. Very oh, few sport related yeah. fort takeovers. Man, and they knew what uh, they liked too. They're just like we're doing this for King George, baby, yeah. and they're like, oh hell yeah, guys! Yeah. A couple of oiled One up, love, chalked brothers. up, uh, <laughs> chalked up athletes. And then, uh, yeah, King George, and that's all the guys need to hear. And they're, yeah. all right, do it. They're Come on in, so there boys. you go, Chubb history on that. That's why lacrosse players are so freaking intense, I guess. That's true. You never know. <laughs> yes. Okay, well, I don't know if this is going to help you out at all, but he was also a frequent guest on the Colgate Comedy Hour. He did panels with Paul Julian, the guy who did the voice of the Roadrunner, beep, beep. Jay, you think Top Golf is a ripoff? Uh, okay, so Steve's talking about that me and him went to Top Golf recently, and I charged him eighty eight dollars for. No, no, no. That was mainly because I just ordered like okay fourteen dollars cocktails. You, I was going to say you did order a lot of very expensive cocktails. Yeah, uh, and I'm happy I did that. All right, I don't get out much. I yeah wanted no, I, to drink you, you, delicious wanted, strawberry mules. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Steve said he likes to order girly drinks, but he doesn't like them to come in girly, uh, girly cups. Girly cups. So you have to get ones that make, like come in where it's not obvious what you're ordering. Yeah, it, so, it right? is hard. I mean, I'm okay if the drinks like pink or whatever. Like that, that doesn't bother me. But if yeah, it's yeah. like pink and it's got like you know, like the British guy, like an umbrella in the top and shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And it's in like a one of those little Cosmo glasses, or is that a martini glass? I don't know. Yeah. If it's in one of those glasses, come on, guys, you're killing me here. Just throw me a bone and put it in a normal cup. Like yeah. you're you're killing the the guy. But I do I do like him. So so you're asking about Top Golf. It let me the first time we went to Top Golf was was I wanna say like 12, 13 years ago. Wow. Um I think I think that was around the first time I went. It was it was whenever the first one opened up in the Chicago area. I went there within the first year that it opened. I remember at the time being like, "God, this place! I want to franchise this place." I didn't have the money to do it, but <laughs> what a franchise because I know they're making good money here. Like I know that it's a good setup. You yeah. got a lot of group where different skill levels can all do this thing, right? People that play golf all the time and people that don't. What part do you? So we we went at the most expensive time of the day, which was one hundred and forty five dollars for the booth that you get for up to six people and it's two hours long so you're paying basically 72 dollars an hour for six people okay but for the booth yes and there was six people is six people the max six people is the max okay okay so you're 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 it's basically 24 dollars you are paying uh for two hours per person if you have six 24 dollars okay but here's the thing not everyone gets to golf at once. Yeah, it's a good point. We we each hit 30 balls. It's yeah, it's a good point. How many do you have in the first game? 20. It was yeah, 20. I mean 25. And then we, 25. 25 in the first one. No, it was 20. 20, in the, 20 in the first 20 in the first five. 20. Okay. So anyway, we're second. talking, we're talking. I was I was in charge of the button clicking. Yeah, you're right. You're the button. All right. Guy. I was keeping close track of who so was supposed right. to you go. You get to hit 40. You're saying that, but we didn't even finish that, that second game. 
um, the, your point is that for the amount of actually playing time you get. If you went to a different driving range, let's yeah. say the Sycamore's got a driving range. Sure. If I went to that Sycamore driving range, got a bucket of balls for five bucks. Yeah. That's like 40 golf balls. You can probably drink there. Yeah. I've and dr- we didn't I've even have, they didn't even give us a couch booth. Yeah. You're saying. Which people were pissed about. But it's not really the difference. I think what Top Golf has done well is they've made it more of an, an a, like a game where like going to the driving range is fun to just hit true. it, but there's no like, hey, let's all compete against each other because it's like because you can't see where the ball goes. You can't see where the or if, even if you see where the ball goes, it's like who's keeping. Then you have to have some. You would need a track. guy out there. Yeah. Yeah. So they've done that. I, you know, basically you're paying for less of the actual sport and you're paying for more of just kind of like the hanging out experience. No, but I, I don't think it is a ripoff only because uh, I think it's a big, it's a good business model for them because it's, again, a lot of people can go when, when mostly if somebody's not good at golf, they're not going to want to go to the driving range a lot of times. No, it's like, yeah. it's not that fun. So like, if you make it a more and more of a game, it is, it is fun. And they have and targets I, that are like 12 feet away from where you hit it. Yeah. Yeah. So if you roll the ball, you're if like, you're bad, it still rolls in sometimes and stuff like that. Yeah. So, no, I think it's a good it's a good business model. I've seen people be like, Hey, I want to do this, but it's this. I, now I've seen them doing this other stuff with top golf. They said like, Oh, this is F1. It's like the F1 version of top golf. Like they have simulators that you're doing. Ugh. And I'm like, that's so dumb because that technology goes bad in five years. The simulator is going to be shit. And it's just like, you're going to, it's basically an arcade is what you're talking about. Yeah, so they're trying these arcade. different sort of like mass um, sport things for groups. And there could be other ways that it works in, in different scenarios, but um, I'm, I'm for it. I don't think it's rip up. If you have six people, if you have two people, then, then that's a little expensive. But you get to hit the ball a lot more. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, you get, yeah. I didn't think it was, I didn't think it was crazy expensive. Actually. The key is just to have people efficiently hitting the ball, not like wait big breaks before you go up. We did do pretty good about that. Yeah. Our pace of play was good. Yeah, yeah. But it can always um, be improved. Just like and, in the uh, in the bear and you're in a fancy restaurant, it can always be improved. Every second counts, they say. Every Yeah. Nothing's perfect. Yeah, exactly. I did, except for my golf playing, because I did win. Just so everyone knows. There you go. <laughs> I beat Jared, and I haven't golfed in three years. Uh, yeah, that's true. You beat me in the first game, and yep. I smoked you in the second game. Okay. Oh, um, I can't shit. Right. <laughs> all right uh we'll get to some other things next week me and steed said we might do actually a uh true crime we got a couple good true crime episodes for next week so buckle up so buckle up uh listen so we could even do a two true crime episode no other podcast does that no Ah! other podcast will carry two true crime stories in one episode it might be too much true crime i think people might be uh they won't be able to sleep at night we give them some we got some scary stuff yeah it's basically Murder. a clickbait thing but i think it's not gonna be a bad story so uh we'll wrap it up there <laughs> new shows every thursday email the show chubstep.podcast at gmail.com uh we're on youtube and spotify and all those good places and uh if you ever want any give us any feedback or any ideas you want us to talk to email the show the show has ended be gone now you know you got to go peace this is yasin